Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Mac and Bone with you. Cruising into hour number two on the radio show. What the bleep coming up at 725. Stories, sound bites, things that make us say what the bleep that we can laugh at, that we can mock, that we can ridicule, that we can, you know, I don't know, make us feel better about our own lives. Uh, all of that will occur coming up at 725 here on what the bleep and coming up at 745 the greatness of R.J. Davis combined with the clumsiness of the Tar Heels in the final three and a half minutes. How the heck are we supposed to feel, Heels fans, after that one ended last night? So we'll talk about that as well here on the Mac and Bone Show. Bone Man, I mentioned this last hour. National media members in both the NFL and the NBA have come up with ideas for the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets, respectively. Uh, they both involve trading away two of the best talents in this town. All right. I want to throw them both out simultaneously and ask the question, do, the, do either of these make sense to anybody? And I, and, and based on, based on the way I know how fans based on texts previously, there's one that people will like better than the other one. I have a pretty good feeling of. Yeah. Um, you've got Adam Rank from NFL.com, NFL Media, that suggested that the Panthers trade Derrick Brown. What? In order to, kind of like a lot of people say with Burns, except he wants to do it with Derrick Brown. Trade Derrick Brown in order to recoup your draft collateral and go get help for Bryce Young. And that, that was from Adam Rank. Then you have the Athletics' Tony Jones, who wrote an article raving about the Hornets and the trades they made and the direction they're going in. But in that article, says the Hornets should trade LaMelo Ball as part of the rebuild, get more future assets, and build around Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, according to him, looks like the guy the team should be building around. Huh. Bone, do either one of these ideas do anything for you at all? So Derek Brown was your first one, right? Adam Rank, yeah. NFL.com. To me, let me think about it. That's a hell no. And your <laughs> second one was Lamelo Ball because, God forbid, we have two good players at once and try to move forward. We've always heard you need multiple stars to win in this league. I will say also, Mac, uh, hell no. We now move forward with more of the Mac and Bone radio program. But we will not move forward, Bone. Because that's, that's just because nah, that's, both absurd. Because what we will do is we will get text of people saying, "I told you we're supposed to trade Lamelo Ball." No, we waited forever, Mac, for Kemba Walker to get help. The best, the most accomplished, really player in franchise history, based off what he did here in his career. How long did we wait for him to get some form of help? We could never get a second star to play with Kemba Walker. Oh, my God, Kemba needs help. How do we get good players here? Who wants to sign here? How do we draft good players? 
Now we have Brandon Miller, who's got star potential already. Well, Melo Ball is a star. How about we get wild and let those guys play more than 10 games together? How about we see them actually play together? How yeah. about that idea? Yeah, as frustrated as I am by LaMelo Ball's injury, and by the way, he's out tonight again. Um, I wonder, Mac, I, if he will. <laughs> I wonder if he will make his return when they come back home. I, I, wonder, I wonder if that's what's happening. I wonder if he will make this return while I'm still alive. Well, that's, that's, that's what you know, I wonder. You're always day to day around here. <laughs> I mean, that's what I wonder. I, I got to be honest. It is annoying. It is really frustrating and annoying. And the lack of communication from the team is what makes it even more annoying. Talk to us about what he's going through. Talk to us about what the issue is. Like, you know what I mean? Give us more explanation of what's going on right. with this star player. But the Lamella one to me, Bone, uh, as much as I agree with you, we got to try to get to a point where he and Brandon Miller can play together. You need more than one player to build around in the NBA, right? Yeah, I would love to see LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller play together more. I feel like you got to hold out for that. Talents like LaMelo Ball don't come to the Hornets very often. Because they would trade but, LaMelo Ball. We'd go, man, Brandon Miller needs more help around here. Uh, but I know yes. they get stuff back, but we'd go, man, Brandon Miller is a star player. An all-star, maybe, perhaps. But, with but that, man, this guy needs help. With that said, I at least get the injury aspect of LaMelo Ball. Right. Yes. Like I at least get people that are like, dude, I'm not sure if he's ever going to be healthy or if if he's always going to have ankle problems. Like, it, you know what I mean? I get that angle of thought process and concern, but we're the well, Charlotte there's a Hornets. J, there's a J.C. Horn Lamelo sort of comparison that can be made right now for those guys. That when they're out there, they're phenomenal. But we have to see those guys playing more. Both those guys are kind of similar to me, right? Now. Absolutely, absolutely. But here's the thing, though: the Hornets have time to wait for Lamelo Ball. We're not in a hurry here. We're finally going to do a rebuild the right way, thanks to the new owners. So we have time here to wait for him to get healthy. And we have time to pair him with, and hopefully Mark De Mark Williams get healthy. We got time to pair these guys up next season and see how it's working. We, we have time here, right? What we are doing now is a bit of a rebuild, right? A little bit of a, and, and crazy is enough, we made trades to rebuild for the future, and we're five and one cents. So it's paid dividends immediately. But we have time here. We don't have to do anything rash. So I, I just that's what I would say to Lamelo Ball fans. We have time for his game to grow. I think you hear it in my voice lately. I, I you know, I'm I'm frustrated as frustrated with Lamelo as I've ever been. I think you can hear it in my voice. Yes. Um, I think he's got to learn how to play basketball the right way. I think he's got to be a lot smarter of a floor general point guard. And I also want him to stay healthy and put on some damn ankle braces. But I don't understand the rush to want to trade him. And trading Derek Brown, I, I just, I literally, I don't think anybody has ever suggested it until Adam Rank did so. Like, I don't think any fan, like fans want to trade every good player out of every Charlotte team, right? Yes. That's how we roll here. And, and I don't think one fan ever suggested we trade Derek Brown to try to get Bryce help. So I, I just that one is something that never even entered my thought process. No, you want to build around you want to build around that guy. He's still ascending. Also, he's still getting better. Yeah. And I don't think every we, year he's gotten better. I, I don't think we've seen the best of that dude's dominance, and he's already getting pretty damn dominant. So I'm not I'm not moving off that Mac. One other note on the Brandon Miller Lamelo Ball stuff. Keep in mind here that while Lamelo's on a big contract, and what you are saying is a thousand percent true. He has to go out there, Mac, and earn what he's being paid right now and be healthy and make decisions that leads to him being on the court more. But Brandon Miller is on his first contract now as well. Brandon Miller, there's no decisions on him and money until 
uh, restricted free agency in 2027 with qualifying offers. So you've got Brandon Miller on that deal right now. You can add more pieces around those guys until you have to pay Brandon Miller that enormous contract down the line. So instead of getting players away from Brandon Miller, you have the ability now to maneuver and add more with LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller. Uh, of getting guys away from here. Uh, this t- yes, absolutely. This t- uh, texter says to say we're rebuilding implies that we were actually built. <laughs> we were halfway built. We were like the Rock Hill facility, but we were like the Rock Hill facility bone. If you tear it down when it's halfway built, and then just try to build it back up again. That's basically that's basically what we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see what else we have. How is going- that facility? Any updates on the old uh, facility? What what is it over there right now? Any, any updates on what that is right now? Land? I don't know. What did, did they sell the land? <laughs> is they're going to build something on there, right? If anyone knows what that facility yeah, what is, what are y'all doing with that? Rock Hillians, Rock Hillians, what are y'all doing with that area, man? Anybody got any information on that? Um, seven oh four. Maybe they turn it into a giant Fud Rucker. Seven oh four. Fud Ruckers. Five seven oh nine six. Well, there's a man. Fud Ruckers is still a thing, right? I believe so, but maybe not here. I know the one that was in Matthews went out of business. There's one at Myrtle Beach, I still believe, is there. I think think you're right. Yeah. Okay, so it still exists, but we might not have a local. We might not do any FUD rucking locally, (laughs) but there's still some FUD rucking going on. All right. <laughs> I, anyway, I just like saying the word Fuddrucker. By the way, there is a man who at this station recently moved to Rock Hill. Is this now his land? This is football. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, Willie Pete built his house on that. Welcome on that land. to Pawatchik Estates. <laughs> Let's see here. Tepper gave him a deal. It's part of his contract with Charlotte FC. <laughs> Tepper gave him a deal on the land to build his house on. Uh, Carolina Cowboy. Mello is an immature child who is overpaid. Uh, there's so... This contempt, and, and I hopefully I don't sound this way when I, like, express frustration with LaMelo's injuries and lack of ankle braces and just, you know, I want him to get there to play smart, cerebral, you know, basketball as a floor general and all that stuff. I hope I don't come across like this. There is so much, I think you said this, Bone, a couple of weeks ago. The, the contempt for LaMelo when it reaches that sort of level, like, there's another one in here, too. LaMelo Ball is not a leader of a team. He never will be. LaMelo Ball will act like he is 14 for the rest of his life. This, this there's, It almost reminds me of the way people talked about Cam. I, a little I like, bit, yeah. It feels personal with LaMelo. Because and, and, and I don't understand. Like It's one thing to criticize him as a player bone, talk about the injuries. But I got to be honest, he seems like an easygoing, kind-hearted young dude. Like I don't, I don't think he deserves these personal like shots, and I've noticed more and more of them in the text line. They take his happy-go-lucky personality for not being a competitor. Like he doesn't care, and it may come across that way. But I don't know. I don't know that to be true, though. I don't know if that dude's. I don't know if that guy's on the court not trying to win basketball. Maybe he's got to get more leadership to himself when he comes for the team when he comes back and lead more. But I, I don't. I don't take. I. I I can't judge a guy not being a complete jerk all times for not being a competitor, though. I don't. I don't get that out of him at all. I, I think he wants to win. I mean, I, I do. Listen, I've, I've questioned too. Like Brandon Miller, there is no doubt in my mind, cares so deeply about winning. Yeah, he was yelling he was at ye- teammates the other day. Yeah, you're gonna say that. Yell, yeah. He was yelling at him the other day, bone, because they didn't get back on defense. It's the second time we've seen him do it. Only this is the second time we've seen him do it. I guarantee he's doing it all the time. There is an element of LaMelo as a player, but that's not what I'm talking about. Like, LaMelo's a player I do wonder, Bone. Does he burn to win? Does it, you know, 
I mean, is he miserable in his personal life if he doesn't win basketball games? Like, I do have that question about him. But that is him as a player. I'm okay with the question as a player. What I'm talking about, Bone, is some guy bringing up the chains he wears. Some guy bringing up the car he drives on the tech. Like, all these things that are happening on the tech. That's what I'm talking about, Bone. The stuff that feels personal. Like... I, I, that feels very cam like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah that, yeah, that 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 stuff right there where it has nothing to do with on the court or health or whatever has to do with the car. And that 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 feels that does feel like we're trending towards a uh, a cam. And I don't mean this version of cam that's uh, beating people up at seven on sevens. That the, feels like uh, cam while he was here. Uh, yeah, I just and that's that's what bothers me a little bit is the personal stuff. And I don't know, maybe I seem like I'm being. I'm just talking about the basketball stuff. I swear. But it's like he's 22. He's from a different generation. He's a carefree kid enjoying himself. Like, I, I, I just don't understand. What does it matter what a, a pro athlete is wearing on the side? Like, I, I have we seen what some, some have we seen what Kyle Kuzma wears into the stadiums? I mean, they're young dudes <laughs> and they're, they're wearing stuff that no, all, us old man. heads would never wear. But it's like, I don't understand why it's, it has to fat. be some horrible indictment of them as a person or some yeah, crap. You know, know what I mean? You want Lamelo Mac to have that burn, that fire, that passion, like he just spent two hours at Fuddruckers. That's what you want there. You want that burn. You want that burn. <laughs> By the way, I just looked it up. There are five Fuddruckers still going on in South. They're in a bunch of states still, not here, but there is one Mac still. Kings Highway, Myrtle Beach. Okay. There you go. There you go, baby. Should we do Martin a Fuddruckers road trip? A dirty Myrtle Fuddrucking road trip? Anderson and Spartanburg still have them. I just want to be able to say Fuddruckin'. When's the last time you went? You had a good Fuddruckin'? Bone? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I know it's personal to ask that. Because I have not Fuddruckin' in a long time, bro. And the last time I did, All I right, got well, a well, big... Anyways, no oh, one's going to stop Mac now. I might as well come back. To, I thought Flounder would put up some defense. Flounder was That's like the Wake... That's a fun word to say, and it's 100% FCC legal. No one stopped Mac like they were the Wake Forest security on Saturday. Mac just rolled right through everybody. 100% I don't know FCC what, legal, Bone. There are times fun. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and right now is one of them. If anyone has advice on how to handle Mac, this is on me. This is on me. I, I brought up a random place because I like saying the word Fuddruckers. And now you know what's going to happen? Rickard's going to come in here. He's going to ban that word. He's going to ban the word. He's going to ban FUD. Fun and FUD. Going to be banned. I'm telling you, that should be their Dude, slogan. I'm crying behind the board over that here. That should be their slogan. Come and have a FUD-rucking good time. We know. You know, All that right, should be now. the slogan. What are you uncomfortable with? I don't know. because Come I'm get a good old-fashioned no. FUD-rucking. Because there is who, a risk of me slipping and saying who, the wrong word, though. Who botches <laughs> words more than I do? So you keep saying it. All of a sudden, I'm going to try to counter you. Next thing you know, we're in a meeting and Rick Taylor's banning the word, all right? It is risky. It is dangerous. It's like running on the court of a, just, of a college basketball game. It's it a dangerous just, move. It just made me a little bit – as I get older, I get a little bit nervous that one day we could say something and then we never come back again. <laughs> Speaking of people that say stuff and do stuff, what the bleep is up next? Stories in sports and in life that make us say what the bleep, including TikTok Mac wanting to change – a national monument because of Taylor Swift on Sports Radio. Landmark, I should say. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Mac and Bone with you here. Very mature show, very highbrow show so far today, Bone, as people would expect. You know what I mean? Nothing immature going on on this show at all. I've been asked before to, I've been asked, I should say, to perhaps not bring up uh, the name of the burger place we just did <laughs> in the heat I, of a sports discussion. That's on I, me, man. I should know. I can't, I can't stop bre- saying the I word. I can't bring up that word ever again because Matt goes places that probably we're getting, we're, we're not in trouble, but the, the potential's there. I can't stop saying. It's like saying. a court storm. It just sort of happened that, that way. That is so fun to say, man. When you turn FUD Ruckers, I got to watch myself here. You turn FUD Ruckers into like a verb, like, that is yeah. fun, man. It really is fun. And I just discovered, everybody try that today. All right, try that today. All right, we got to focus here, Bone Man, on well, thank you. some what the bleep stories, ladies and gentlemen. We got to focus on some stuff happening out there that will make you shake your head, will make you laugh, um, that we can mock and ridicule. It is time for What the Bleep on the Mac and Bone Show, a Tuesday staple. So, Bone Man, you're the leadoff hitter. Get us started with this week's What the Bleep. Oh, this is unreal. We're going to go, back to Ireland, the home of uh, of the Irish, back a place that I'm sure you've got uh, near and dear to your heart there, your Irish folks, right? A woman in February of 2017 was in a car crash, and due to injuries sustained and the neck pain and the emotional damages sustained in that crash, she was awarded $820,000, Mac, from the crash. Oh, but there's more. All right, all right. In February, uh, excuse me, in January 2018, less than a year later, she took place in a Christmas tree, tro- Christmas tree throwing contest. They took pictures and video. Uh, she won the contest. She ended up in the newspapers for heaving Christmas trees less than a year later. <laughs> Last week, a ruling came out. The judge... Took away, Mac, her $820,000 for lying about her injuries in that crash. Oh, my goodness. They caught her, man. And they, she. And the only reason they caught her is because she was in this Christmas tree. She went in an Irish newspaper. She's seen even the Christmas trees and did an interview about her win. Oh, you got name everything. The judge said, we got proof right here. Congrats on your win. By the way, hope it was worth it. Give us back our $820,000. you scammed a system like that, you just got to disappear, y'all. And again, I'm not advocating this, kiddies out there, all right? But if you do, Bone, you can't then appear doing TV interviews after you just won some contest. You got to retire from Christmas tree throwing at that point, Bone. You know what I mean? Because you got to go with it. You have to act like the injuries are real. You can't sacrifice that cashola. I also got to tell you, I wouldn't mind watching this sport. <laughs> not bad, right? Even trees. You know, it would be, be a great sponsor for the Christmas tree throwing Here competition. Who you got? Fud Ruckers. <laughs> Here we go. Let's get start Fud Rucking those trees, baby. Uh, are you going to work the Fud into every uh, what the bleep? I today? can't stop. I'm addicted to 
saying that right now. I have to focus here on the task at hand, I, ladies I, and gentlemen. I'm going to get in trouble for talking today because <laughs> I, I cause this whole scene. Yeah, God. They say, know your Mac, man. Know what you can say, what you can't say. Know your Mac. You opened I didn't the know door. my Mac today. I really am turning into Selenia, aren't I? People have told me over the years I'm turning into Selenia, the old man on the show that uh, doesn't have a clue. No offense, Selenia. We love you. And um, and uh, we'll act up like a uh, toddler. I feel like I am. I'm growing into Selenia bone. Yeah. Oh my God. Hand me a drink if you got one. By the way, let's just. I'll just lean all the it's way not, in. We're not headed in the right direction, are we? All right. Time to go to uh, another what the bleep tailbone man, and I want to, um, if I could focus here, take you to Jeopardy, ladies and gentlemen. Jeopardy. Uh, first of all, these people fifty gazillion times smarter than me most of the time, if not all the time, but. Sometimes when sports comes up on Jeopardy, hilarity ensues, Bone. Oh, 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 yes. Listen to a recent edition of Jeopardy, a sports question. They're showing a picture of an Olympian, and wait until you hear the mistake this woman made. Even she can't help but die laughing at herself. Listen to this. Go 800. At the Winter Olympics, this American won gold with a four-and-a-half-minute program that featured multiple triple jumps. Deb? Who's Mary Lou Redden? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesse Amira? Who is Scott Hamilton, actually? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She thought the picture of Scott Hamilton was a picture of gymnast Mary Lou Redden. It was a <laughs> figure skater, Scotty Hamilton. Oh, no. I want to believe you can't tell the difference. Oh, God. Jeopardy on sports never. It oh. always delivers. It's a, but usually, Bone, the answers are like if you show a picture, people can usually identify the gender of the athlete shown. Yes. This woman was so out of touch with her U.S. Olympic heroes that she thought a dude figure skater was a female gymnast. Unfreaking believable. What the bleep, lady? You spend, you know what it is, Bone? They spend too much time studying this book stuff. You got to get up like Fat Max, sit on the couch, yeah. and watch some dang sports on the TV. All right? Y'all are studying too much. Quit being a nerd. Be one of us. <laughs> I could not believe and I heard that. And that's, she said Mary Lee Retton and a picture of Scotty Hamilton is on the screen. That is unbelievable. That's an all-timer right that's there. That's good comedy right there. Very good comedy. All right, Bone Man, it's what the bleep. Mac, whenever, Give us another whenever one. something weird's going on, a trend, a fad, a rumor, a theory, in this day and age, they often come from TikTok, don't they? That's usually the, the culprit of where something began, and that's true again, where a woman, Mac, uh, went out of her way just to create a rumor to see how far it would spread. She created a, a story that um, Mount Rushmore was thinking about removing Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson's face and replacing it with Taylor Swift. Swifties now, Mac, want this to be a real deal. They think it's a real thing. They want Taylor Swift on Mount Rushmore. TJ gone off Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so that's a thing, Mac. Swifties are thinking, you know what? Great idea. Start the movement. Taylor Swift goes up on Mount Rushmore. I'm telling you, man, you got these Swifties. You, they, they're going to fall hook, line, and sinker for anything. They think Taylor should be president of the United States. They think Taylor, I mean, she should run the United Nations at the same time. Yeah. Swifties believe Taylor Swift can do everything. That is needed to do to make the world go round. So that was like hook, line, and sinker. Uh, they hook, might, line, and sinker. Swifties, what the bleep, man? Come on, Swifties. They might start chiseling Tommy's face away today. He might be gone by the end of the day. It uh, might be Kelsey Anson. Someone else might come down, too. There Kelsey was, might get up there. There was another <laughs> There was another Swifty situation that went viral, Bone, outside of one of her concerts in Australia where a woman was, like, sobbing. They were sitting outside. They couldn't even get into the show, right? Tickets are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, 
And so these three girls are outside, but they can still hear the song being played. So they're sitting outside, and her favorite song gets played, and she is just sobbing uncontrollably. Oh, right my now. God. It's just, I'm telling you, man, Taylor Swift, that's why when people are like, why to keep showing her, why to keep making there has very few artists have had fervent fan followings like Taylor Swift. I mean, it is what the bleep. Didn't worthy. her dad really get? Is. Her dad got involved in something too, didn't he? Didn't he? Did he shove somebody or something? Did he got involved in something? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, one. one of those concerts that we're talking about. Yeah, her dad. Let me just double check here. Taylor Swift's dad uh, is accused of assaulting a photographer in Australia. Oh man. Oh man. Meanwhile, oh, I heard it was a Wake fan in a side eye shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Kyle Filipowski for that situation personally. By the way, and you know what Taylor Swift's dad should do, Mac? Where should he take that photog to apologize for his behavior? He, they, they ought to go fud rocking, man. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that, that will clear everything up. I'll make everybody happy. Um, uh, and there's also news bone on Taylor Swift's potential future father in law, Ed Kelsey. He is in a back and forth with Bethany Frankel right now, who I believe uh, you know. Is she not in your wheelhouse of reality TV? One of the original housewives of New York who has come and gone from the show multiple times, has built her own uh, her own uh, product brand. She's like a, almost a billionaire for crying out loud. So, yes, I'm very familiar. Or I should say I've heard the name Bethany Frankel. All right, there you go. There you go. All right, so that is your Taylor Swift Kelsey family update, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, talk sports, let's man. Get back no to, one cares, man. All right, I'm not going to talk sports, but I will get back to what to bleep here. How about the Kentucky man, Bone, that won $50,000 on Powerball but lost the Powerball ticket? Oh, no. He and his wife, for three months, were looking all around and they thought it was gone. $50,000 lost. I could imagine the anger from my wife if I lost a ticket, a lottery ticket worth $50,000. Holy crap. So anyway, Bone, they had given up on this ticket. Well, three months later, this dude is, by the way, the president of a company. <laughs> it's supposed to be a little more together than this. He goes to clean out one of the company cars for a visitor that's going to use the car. And right there on the floor is the is the lottery ticket. Oh, my God. I have to what to bleep this man for losing the ticket for three months. I've got to what to bleep the lottery gods. This man doesn't deserve $50,000. This man lost the ticket for 90 days. How does he get that dang lucky that he is able to find that thing on the floor of the car? He just said hardly anybody used the car in three months. That's the only reason oh why no one God. else found it or whatever. Imagine so being the person that the found bleep? it. This guy doesn't deserve it. Imagine being the employee that ended up in that car. It's like, oh, what's this ticket doing? Now? I guess you probably wouldn't have known it won, I guess. Yeah, you that's to, you, true. You wouldn't have checked it. You that's just, true. He said not many people use it, so maybe some people use it but just literally didn't think anything of it. Yeah, like, what is this trash down yeah. here? How lucky are you? How, dumb people don't deserve to get that lucky. Although if dumb people didn't get that lucky, I would never get that lucky. So maybe I shouldn't say that. But that is just ridiculous luck and stupidity wow. simultaneously. So what to bleep? I'm what to bleep in it. Without dumb people, we don't have a Tuesday segment at 725. <laughs> That's do we? true. That is true. That is Matt, true. we're going to Miami, Florida now where Yvette Diaz, I'm going to guess this woman, just a hunch here, was not happy in her relationship. Because listen to this one. She put bleach in her boyfriend's tea that she made for him, Max. What? She said she put bleach in the tea when he wasn't looking and then gave him a spicy chalupa. So he had to so he had to wash down. He was forced to drink the tea. He did not, I guess. I guess there was something going on where he was suspicious. Whew. But she's got a reason for it. She says, Oh my goodness gracious. I did not know that was a bleach tablet. 
I was trying to put sugar in there. I would never try to kill the man. I was trying to put sugar in my man's teeth. Easy mistake. She grabbed the bleach there. She's you know what I mean? Grabbed that bleach and not that sugar. Easy mistake. My wife has made that mistake. I caught her about 10 times. And, yeah. and she has made that mistake too, Bone. So I got to be honest. I believe her. My wife says it's just a mistake too. She's now, you know? she's now in jail. <laughs> and she tried to force him to eat. Yeah, try this thing. Right here. Eat this. I'll get you some tea. This guy knew this woman might be a little on the... Uh, not uh, they might be well on the crazy side. So the, not eat this. Yeah. The authorities did not buy the sugar excuse. No, they, nah, they said, didn't buy they, that. No, one. they said you tried to kill the man. <laughs> what the bleep, lady? What the bleep? All right, Bone. I've got to uh, uh, talk about something I read online about Miley Cyrus. We've all already always known that Miley Cyrus is the young Disney star turned kind of. A bit crazy older artist, right? Extremely talented, but a bit crazy throughout her days of growing up. A free um, spirit. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised by this, but I'm going to what to bleep it anyway. She revealed she has a room in her hold out, uh, her house, a room in her house that was profiled on Town & Country. I need to see this edition of the magazine Town & Country that profiled this room in her house that is all devoted to the male genitalia. Excuse me? That's all devoted the to whole the whole room. The whole yes, it's a themed room that is devoted 100 cent to a man's. You know what I'm talking about. What? So I need a man's fud rucker. Uh, yes, exactly. I need to know, Bone. What does that room look like? I need this down in country need, magazine. You need, you need to know what it looks like. What to bleep? I can, I, can, I can figure it out. What like what is it about? Like I don't know. Is it one man's or is it multiples? No, it's it's a room that is devoted. Like it's I think it's a bunch of like. They're not detached Decor. from it's different Decor. men. No, I know, but I'm saying, I, you know, I'm saying though, is it all of the same one, or is it like, uh, is it like a collage of stuff here? I think it's just. Now I'm curious. I think it's just all you know, male goodie themed decor in a room. Like thing. I think the couch probably looks like a giant one. You know what I mean? I think like the ceiling fan literally has them swinging around, creating air in the room. You know what I mean? I think the flat screen TV sits on top of one. Like that's what I'm envisioning. That's why I'm curious, Bone. Like, how much decor can you make out of that? Why don't Am you, I weird? I don't know. Why don't, Is you, weird? why don't you Google it right now while we're live on the, on the work computer? What's the bleep, Miley? Now I'm, cu Miley, now I'm curious. I've never wanted to read Town & Country, and now I do. Hey, I didn't know they had it in Town & Country. That's uh, <laughs> I, was, oh, I was getting that confused with good housekeeping, wasn't I? Yeah, never mind. Uh, Mag, another celebrity that's in the news again, and we've seen this behavior out of this hip-hop star before at the Kentucky Derby was it last year or the year before? Mac, remember where when DJ Khaled was being carried over mud because he didn't want to get his Jordans dirty and there was multiple people that were carrying him to wherever he was going? Apparently, Mac, this is a thing for him. DJ Khaled was at the the match, the golf thing that aired yesterday, apparently. Which, which nobody in America knew was happening yesterday. <laughs> DJ Khaled, Mac, will not walk on the ground to get his Jordans dirty. He has people that carry him around to avoid... Uh, his shoes touching pavement, dirt, grass. He gets carried from place to place. <laughs> Figure I, that one out. I cannot believe this. I can't believe he has people willing to do it. I can't believe. Why do you care so much about the bottom of your shoes? Like, I don't understand. Like, I get it. You don't want, like, the uh, the sides of your shoes, right? The part people see. But the soles of your shoes, they can't get dirty? I well, don't. I, that's what. I, that's the most what the bleep worthy part. But I'm the wrong guy, Bone. My shoes are dirty no, as no, all no. get out. All, I don't care. All shoes matter. You can tell a lot about a person by their shoes. Per my man Forrest Gump. Back after the show today, we're gonna video the guys around here carrying you to the vending machine.
You don't, you don't want to get your shoes dirty. We're gonna we're gonna film how ridiculous it looks when a girl man is carrying. We're gonna carry Mac down the hallway today because you can't scuff up. Mac, you got Nikes on there, right? Yeah, I got some yeah, Nikes. Can't, can't get them dirty, man. Um, I traded into New Balances. I got Nikes now. By the way, um, uh, he was the guy that was at the Hornets Heat game, right? That had a pillow for his feet. Remember that? He did, yeah. So that must be because I was wondering why does Bro need a pillow for his feet at a basketball game? That must be because he literally does not sit his shoes on the ground. That is weird behavior, man. That's like so, we- that's weirder than having a room dedicated to to male goodies. This, yeah, you know? this feels like a curb episode. Like Larry David Mag is eating with his friends, and all of a sudden, someone that he knows gets carried by because they don't want to get their shoes done. Uh, What's going on with this guy? Can't uh, think of, you can't put your feet on the ground. Oh, uh, Larry would lose his mind over that. By the way, and the, then Larry would later be carried around. The texts coming in, Bone, about Miley Cyrus's room are. <laughs> Are hilarious. JT, my guy JT from uh, CLT FC TV. Those boys do a great job talking Charlotte FC. He says it's got to be called the junk room. <laughs> and then somebody else says, Mac, could you imagine the knobs in the room where you turn on the lights? <laughs> yeah, I would just I would just stay in the dark. Oh, God, I'm telling you, I need to see this dang room, Miley. I don't know why I'm so interested. Anyway, all right, so that's what the bleep there, Bone Man. That is what the bleep stories in sports and uh, really in life this week that make us say what this the bleep. This guy says, you guys have found a way to act like immature children for 20 minutes a week and get paid for it. That's true. Also, if you want to be <laughs> immature, send in your WFNZ fan duel text, 704-570-9610. I would argue, Bone, that uh, this guy's on to something, but I would expand it. I think we have found a way to act like immature children for 20 hours a week on the radio and get paid for it. Yeah, we didn't even talk about. <laughs> we didn't even do the Florida woman update where she uh, urinated on her husband. That has to no, that didn't week. fit into the show. What, Wasn't what? she trying to smother him at the same time? It's the one that tried to. <laughs> it's the one from a couple weeks ago where the guy got a postcard from his ex from 60 years ago, and she tried to smother him with the pillow. Oh, it's she, just she bit him. Well, they they came out more details that she also urinated on him during the fight. God, this poor guy. Seriously, I thought my wife was rough on me around the house when I upset her. When Jeez. we when we come back, R.J. Davis had an historic performance last night in the Dean Dome. But how are Heels fans feeling about the way that game finished on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Scored 42 points, but the type of performance that he had tonight, he's been having all season. And you know, he put the team on his back. It wasn't just uh, his points. I thought he was great defensively. Took care of the basketball, distributed, you know, rebound, boxed out. And you know, we need we needed every bit of his 42 tonight. He was fantastic. 
I told him after the game that uh, I've seen another, a number of performances here at Carolina and also the NBA. Very few have I seen um, this type of performance that he had tonight. I was really proud of him. Hubert Davis raving about R.J. Davis. 42 points last night. That's the most points in a UNC game for a UNC player since Shimon Williams in the late 90s. But Shimon did it in a double overtime game against Georgia Tech. That's the most points in regulation, Bone, for a Tar Heel player since the great Charlie Scott, early 70s, I think 1970. Like, most in uh, Dean Dome ooh. history. Yep, that oh, was a stat. That's another one, too. Yeah. Most in Dean Dome history. Yeah. By the way, he threw was it in. Was that 86? Is that the year it opened? 87? 86? 86, 87? yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, th and then he threw in six boards, four steals. Um. He won the player of the year in the conference. I mean, he might have had it anyway, but that, that it just go ahead and just crown him right now for that award. Yeah, I feel like Hunter Salas has got to be the second guy, but I don't know how you can't give it to RJ. He's oh, had he's a 36-point game. He's had a 42-point game. He's he leads it. the conference in scoring. He's on the number one team in the conference in the standings right now. Um, he has games bone like last night where it seems like everybody else is really struggling shooting. I mean, you had the rest of the team. 13 of 39, and R.J. Davis was 14 of 22. The rest of the team scored 33 points. R.J. Davis had 42. It's crazy. And they don't win it without every dang last point almost from him. Yeah, it felt like watching when they got up by 13 with, what, th three and a little change to go, that they were finally about to slam the door for a team that I thought was going to get blown out from the opening of the game. But credit to Miami. They, they fought. They're undermanned, and they... They fought to the end. Mag, it felt like one of those things where the main storyline today would be all about R.J. Davis, how they ended up pulling away late. They blew out Miami eventually. But somehow, some way, Miami Mac nearly pulled that game off last night. They needed every single point that R.J. Davis had when it didn't feel that way with about three minutes to go in the game. Yeah, I, I, how do you, we, we got to talk through this. Flounder, um, uh, well, I've got, to, I've got to lean on you on this, too, and I've got to ask Tar Heel fans to text in. Like, how do you feel the morning after that game? Because, like, when they got it up to 13, when R.J. hit those back-to-back -back threes, Flounder, it was a seven-point game, and he hit back-to-back -back threes. I'm like, dagger, good night. And then what proceeded with the 11-0 Miami run, four Tar Heel turnovers, three sloppy ones versus the press, and then they go one of six from the free throw line. And if they don't get the offensive rebound tip out from Ingram, who made a gazillion hustle plays in the game, even though he was three of 13 from the field. And then the play by Withers, who I thought played a pretty good game. I thought he had a good, real good first yeah. half for him, too. Like, if they don't get those hustle plays on the offensive boards flound, maybe you don't win the game. Like, do you – does that game concern you, like, the way they finished it? Or are you kind of just like, eh, win's a win, let's move on? I, I mean, I don't know. The concern fact, I got to be honest, at this point, I think it's just who they are. They do not know how to put teams away. Yeah. They have not been able to do it all year. They have had chances to blow opponents out. This was one of those chances against a team that was incredibly shorthanded, pretty much played five guys the entire night, and they just weren't able to do it. I, I'm, I'm with you. When I, I thought when it got to 13, okay, RJ is just on fire. They're going to find a way to string together some stops. And the thing is, like, I mean, Miami just, they, they hit some shots from the outside. Um, I, I definitely think they could have defended the three-point line a little better, but I think part of it was just that they, these guys were knocking down shots that they hadn't knocked down all year. Like Keyshawn George, who had extended playing time, and, and Bensley Joseph puts up a career night. 
But I thought defensively they competed. I, I thought, you, you, especially in that first half, all the turnovers you created, how active their hands were trying to get in there. I, I like that part of it. But the offense, outside of R.J. Davis, I mean, it was pointed out. I forget who pointed it out on social media, and I agreed uh, that I was seeing the same thing. There just there wasn't energy there. They weren't moving on the offensive end of the floor. Everybody was just standing around watching RJ go to work. That reminds me of what happened with Carl Anthony Towns uh, against the Hornets when all of a sudden the guy was going off and it became about getting that guy as many points as possible and everyone else kind of ends up kind of getting out of their rhythm because they're watching it. Not, not, that's not RJ's fault. I just mean sometimes other guys can end up watching a dude go off. They've got some streaky dudes. Yep. Harrison Ingram and Cormac were both 3 of 13 last night. And that's the one thing that worries me. The RJ dependency worries me a little bit in the NCAA tournament. They, they like Couldn't you easily see a game where Cormac and Ingram are, like in the NCAA tournament, are a combined 5 or 30? And like they can't get it to Baycott. Like last night, they struggled to get it into post. Miami did a really good and job, it, and it's on and him it's to all get, RJ, and it's on him to get thirty-five to win but, a tournament game or something like that. Yeah, and, and it's weird though, Flam, because the night before, not night before, I'm trying to say the game before Saturday night, two nights wasn't before, that way, it wasn't that far it, off. It wasn't, and that's why I give credit for RJ. He bounced back from a really bad night personally, and just came out and was confident and did this. But like. I almost feel like sometimes they've played as a team. They have stepped up in games where RJ struggled before. And Saturday night was an example of that. Like yes. if Cormac doesn't hit those five first half threes, who knows what's going on? The game might've been 15, 14 and a half. It might've been a tight game. Like, so guys will step up for RJ, but sometimes in games like bone saying where RJ's doing it, no one else will do anything. And I do worry a little bit of that. When it comes to the tournament, the end of the game was so sloppy. I'm trying not to overreact to it, but if they mess around, if someone presses them and they mess around like that, like they're not great why, handling pressure all the time in and, those situations. And why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't Hubert Davis put all three point guards on the court simultaneously? Well, there the was, one thing I would say there was only two max on the floor. The one thing I would say about that. Now you would have to probably take, I mean, who would you take off the floor? Ingram? Because you're not taking Cormac Ryan off the floor because Cormac Ryan's a good free throw shooter. If they start fouling to extend the game, you need him out there. And Seth Trimble, not the greatest free throw. We, that is one of the big problems, too. They have guards this, I'm that talking just about, can't shoot free throws. I'm talking about before. And that's and listen, that's not ideal at all, right? The guys that have the ball not be able to shoot free throws. And you saw yesterday go one of six down the stretch in the free throw line. But the time I'm talking about is before it was foul time. Like, in that period, uh, Flound, where it was an 11-0 Miami run to cut it to two from 13, and they turned it over four times, three against the press, and they're not fouling. They're just pressing you. In that situation, I have three point guards on the floor. You have the luxury of having three point guards like that. Wasn't there, I, I other, would get them wasn't on the floor there other games together. where pressure was it? Was it Georgia Tech? Was it Syracuse? What, what there's been games recently where I thought pressure. Well, Syracuse, it was just they played the zone. Was it Georgia Tech? There's yeah. one of their losses that they. That a pressure got applied to them, and they didn't handle it well then either. I forget which one it but was. But Flound is right, though, in saying, like, the ability to close games out. It's just That's it's just, my biggest fear. It hey, makes hey. me a little nervous, man. Maybe it accounts it amounts to nothing in the NCAA tournament, but all it takes is one game where you do these bad well, things I'm gonna in the tournament. Well, because I'm going to tell you, you've let how many problem. teams back into games? When you, If you do that with tournament teams, so, somebody's going to beat you. Somebody, especially, and you saw yeah. last night part of the recipe. Teams that are incredibly guard heavy and can shoot the three ball, Carolina's getting they, they could be in some trouble. Yeah, that's was, that's the type of teams that worry me right now. It was a weird team. it was a weird game because the Tar Heels played amazing two point defense 
Like they contested everything inside and around the basket. Yes. Oh, like yeah. Flown said, their active hands, they had 10 steals in this game, forced 14 turnovers, but it was just a stupid three ball. Uh, 14 threes. By the way, Omir hits four threes. You ever seen that in your life? You ever he, seen that big galoot hit four threes he, in a game? Not, he does hit some, but not he's like, just, that's crazy. Not four. I will say another problem, too, was the foul shooting down the stretch. I mean, the pressure and the decisions and ball handling, they, they, they left the door open because they were 12 for 20, 12 for 21 from the foul line, and they were terrible in the last minute. One of so. six. And then, One of six and at the end. Thank the God is, for the offensive rebounds. And look at the turnovers, too. Late in the game, you talked about that. How many games now have we seen this? Clemson. Syracuse. These are the types of games where they are turning the ball over late to where they're not even getting opportunities on the offensive end of the floor. That's that's what's killing them. If they can't figure out how to stop turning the ball over late in some of these close games, that's that's ultimately going to lose them a game in the tournament. And again, you have that many point guards, you should not be turning the dang ball over. You've got other guys that can handle it too, Ingram and Ryan, but they all were involved in the turnovers. And they had two more near turnovers. You had RJ falling on the ground. And then, by bad luck, Cormac calls a timeout right before Baycott's going to dunk it. I mean, but there there were almost other situations that were almost close turnovers, too. By the way, Omir, only one time this year, has hit more than two threes before last yeah, night. Yeah, that so, it. like, guys just were on fire. Oh, man. It was a weird game. It was a confusing game. And as Met Flown, many Tario fans pointed something out, and I'm sure you thought of it, too. The end of that game was just like that final four game against Oregon in 17. Yes. Remember that? That was one All of my first thoughts throws, watching that. But they kept getting the offensive rebounds. And that's how they were like, thank God they can offensive rebound the dang basketball. When we come back, more basketball talk. But this time we go back into the Storm Center, the WFND Storm Center forecast. We have updates on the fallout from Wake and Duke the other day. An update on what Wake fans were up to and Jay Billis's idea on how to stop all this on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. There we there go. go. Everybody, go. brace yourselves. We're going court storming. Philip Baskin, watch yourself.